right, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Race to the Finish. Uh, thank you so much for everyone who's been listening to all of the episodes so far and, you know, to the mini episode that I put out a week before. Actually, it was like two weeks ago. And to listening to Malcolm's episode. Um, so this is going to be, I believe, the eighth episode. So we're really going uh, to sneak up to 10 episodes here pretty soon. So I wanted to bring on a special guest. Um, so if you really follow me on Twitter, I have been and um following the show really for the last year uh been interacting with her on twitter uh for a while now and she's been doing a lot of things and so i want to bring on my friend uh kiana and i'll just let her introduce herself hey y'all this is kiana uh aka yana aka me llamo yana <laughs> um i am a honduran slash garifuna woman born in new york raised in north carolina I'm the owner of an online store called Brown Sugar and Canela. I also, I guess you could call me a public speaker and go to universities and stuff whenever they ask me for panels. Um, and I'm also a new flight attendant, so I'm learning how to juggle all of this while juggling my job. Um, I have a YouTube and I just started a blog. So yeah, that's basically wow. a little bit about me. A little bit, but that's a lot of bit. <laughs> yeah. that, is, that is seriously a lot. That, I mean, that's a, that's more than I already knew going into this. <laughs> so, yeah, so obviously we're going to have a lot to cover uh, in this episode just because, you know, um, you're going to be the first guest that's not local to my area here in Northeast Ohio. And so, um, it, you know, so I want people to get to know you a little bit more. So, we, you know, you you covered a lot of, uh, about your demographics as a person, but also about what your career is. So I guess starting off, you know, you mentioned the word like Garifuna, right? So I can say yeah. like being up here in Northeast Ohio, we don't really have many Garifuna, Garifuna here. And so um, I guess you can say I, I first learned about Garifuna culture like when I went down to Belize, right? And then I even had some Belizean friends up here when I went to school here, here John Carroll. Like, uh, it's, a, it's a university in Cleveland, and I had a bunch of Belizean friends, so they explained to me what Garifuna is. But, you know, I want the listeners to kind of listen from your perspective. You know, could you talk up a little bit about, like, what Garifuna is to you? Okay, so Garifuna is an indigenous group that was exiled from St. Vincent um, to the Central American countries of Belize. Guatemala, Honduras, and Nicaragua. So it's an indigenous black group, um, a mixture of Arawak, African, and Carib. Um, we have our own language, which is also called Garifuna, and just a unique culture that's different from, I guess, what people automatically think a Central American um, culture is. It's like mm -hmm. being Mosquito or um, Mayan, or, you know, it's it's an indigenous group. So, yeah. yeah. Um, with that tying in with like, so you also said that you're Honduran too. And right. so you brought up some interesting points about like, it's different than what we normally associate with like, um, with Central American culture or like identity and stuff when it comes to indigenous groups. But I would say, you know, I guess being Latinx as a whole, you know, the indigenous groups throughout the entire region, you know, right. I would, I would say a lot of people that I'm around all the time, here in Northeast Ohio, mostly like Puerto Ricans and Mexicans, I would bet money probably they would probably wouldn't even know that Garifuna is actually like a thing, like an actual like demographic. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, um, has that ever really presented any challenges for you when you could talk about like like your identity and stuff like that? Like, what what is that like for you? You know? 
Um, so I get a lot of huh? Like you can just see yeah. the big old question marks on top of people's heads <laughs> when I mention the word. Or I'll get a lot of questions. Or I'll get like, oh, it's so cool that you actually know your, your history. Because it's not, you know, unfortunately, a lot of Black people around the world, don't, they cannot trace as far as back as my culture can. Um, mm-hmm. Because, you know, we were taken from our homelands and all that stuff. So a lot of people are appreciative of me teaching them about my culture. They like to learn. Um, that's just really it. I get a lot of questions, definitely. Uh, like a lot of what? Like what are you? Yeah. What is coming out of your mouth? <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, I do get people that are genuinely like interested. And then when they do learn, like let's say they're like somewhere and they see something or they hear something around the culture, they'll just be like, "Hey, I thought of you when I saw this," and it's kind of cool to like be like, "Oh, like." You thought of me when you saw something like you know <laughs> so yeah yeah and so tell me a little so you you've been to honduras yeah i mean obviously yeah yeah because yeah, <laughs> i think i saw some stuff like when you were putting it out on twitter and stuff like i think you were going down to honduras and and all of that so you were born here in the united states or you you were born down there or, or i, I was born in the united family. states and okay. then when i was two from the ages two to four i, was, I lived over there and since I came back, I usually go like at least once a year. So oh, for real? Yeah. yeah. How's that? Um, I love it. I really do. I twenty nine. I went for a whole month in, in December. Um, I came back in January, and then I went back in May, and I'm mm-hmm. thinking about going back again next month. So we shall see. I got you. And so, like, how are those different? Like, I guess you could say, like, when you go back to, how can I put this? So. So I'm Salvadoran, right? And so I was born here, though. So I didn't go to El Salvador for the first time. I think I till I, since I was like, like ten, and I haven't been back for like six years. So six years ago is the last time I went. But I remember the feeling going back to El Salvador or going to El Salvador, right, and seeing it like, oh, this is where my parents are from. Like, I feel like a sense of belonging here. You know what I'm saying? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I yeah. always feel a sense of belonging. Actually, when I graduated from undergrad my goal was to go home for six months but i let other people determine my, my life for me and i didn't listen to them <laughs> i'm i re, in a sense regret it but i learned from it so now it's like i don't even let anyone try to tell me what like you can tell me what you think will be best for me i'm gonna listen but i'm not gonna do it <laughs> so, <laughs> no, I, feel um, I always feel a sense of belonging when i get to my town more more than anything because um, the closest airport is San Pedro Sula, which you've probably heard of. Yeah. Um, and my town is Trujillo, Colon. Like, it's so San Pedro Sula, you know, Cortez, and I'm in Colon. I'm in like two different departments. Uh-huh. Um, it's a long, long, long ride. Doesn't matter if you're taking the bus, a cow, uh, a, a plane, it's a long ride. <laughs> wow. So, um, yeah, Honduras is it's, a big country. Yeah. So it's just once I get to Trujillo where I'm like, I'm home. I, I don't really care to get to Honduras. I, I, it's, it's me getting to through here where I'm like, I'm home. I know mm-hmm. exactly where I'm at. It's just all the feels, just all the familiar faces. Um, cause yeah, it's just, it's just a long, San Pedro is like, isn't a Garifuna town. So it's not like home to me. But once we get to Trujillo, which is a Garifuna town, it's like, yes, I am finally where I belong. <laughs> right. And so, 
I guess like going to because I've been to Honduras probably once, but I don't think I was any I was near to like any like Garifuna town or region or anything like that. So I didn't get to see it firsthand. So I guess I'll ask you. I mean, like, what is the dynamic in Honduras with Garifuna culture, people in comparison to like, I guess you could say the rest of the population, you know, like what what is that dynamic like? Um, of course, as us being black people, we definitely have, you know, how can I say it? It's like being in the States when you go to like the suburb, the suburbs and it's like all the white people and then you go to like the urban area and it's all the black people. Like it one one whole how can I say it? Like there's a mixture, of course. But you can always tell where there's a larger Garifuna population or where's the Garifuna population. Um, and you can tell where it's not a Garifuna population. The dynamics can be strange. There's a lot of people now that are, you know, intermingling and they've been intermingling their mix. You know, you have the, the, the mixed children, the mixed homes. But you yeah. also have those, you know, obviously racist people who just don't want anything to do with Los Negros. Um, uh. And then, like, just, just, like, little, you know, the jokes, like, oh, go make, you know, andaste pan de coco, like, go make some, you know, cocoa bread and, and stuff yeah. like that. But the, 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 the dynamics, I personally haven't experienced too much racism in Honduras, but, of course, when I go to Honduras, I only stay in Trujillo because that's where I feel the most comfortable. And I'm yeah. not going to, I know for a fact, I'm not going to um, experience a lot of racism versus if I probably go to like Tegucigalpa, like the capital of Honduras or something yeah. like that, which I've never actually been to. I've been told I've been to Tegucigalpa. I have absolutely no memory of that. So I must have been like, it must have been during the time I was living there because as an adult, I have no memory. Right. Um, but it's also interesting because I have a lot of like people like that I know, whether they're friends or cousins or even an uncle of mine who's younger than me. Um, he goes to school. They go to school in Tegucigalpa, you know, from Trujillo. And a lot of like they'll post like some like social media stuff, like if someone said something racist from their university or stuff like that. And I'm just like, it's just a different language. This is the same ish that happens in the mm. U.S. where people yeah. say stuff in their group meets trying to be funny, For and sure. it gets out. So yep. I'm like, so I, it's I, South I, like Puerto I'm Rico, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like with the whole like, thing with the government. Yeah, so it's like I'm not too sure I I, I want to visit Tegucigalpa like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I think that's where I went. No, I didn't. I didn't go to Tegucigalpa, but I was in Santa Lucia, and it's like a little town like outside of Tegus. And... Yeah, yeah. And actually, now that you bring Santa Lucia up, um, I've never been, but I've been to Santa Rosa de Copan, which is actually closer to like it's past San Pedro Sula. Um, and uh -huh. literally, I w we went there. I was young. I was still in middle school when we went. But I clearly remember we were the only black people. It was 10 of us. It was, all of, it, was, it, was 10, it was 10 of us. And we were the only ones there. And after a while, I just kept noticing. I, I hate one of my pet peeves. <laughs> and this is very embarrassing to say because I'm a public speaker. But one of my pet peeves is being stared at. So, okay. Mm. So, if I'm <laughs> speaking, of course, look at me, right? But if I'm just being me i'm just minding my business just walking around you're staring at me i'm gonna get slightly i'm i'm just gonna get irritated so after yeah. a while i'm like yo like what are they staring at and so my cousin's like 
And, you know, she she's actually from here, too. She's from Florida. And she was like, uh-huh. <clears throat> I don't think you noticed. We're the only black people here. And I looked around. I was like, Dang. yo, you're right. Like, they're looking at us. Like, because they're just, they're just so, either they probably haven't seen black people ever, that like, in front of them. Or they just, you know, it's just, they've never, I don't know. I still, to this day, don't know. But that was my first time being somewhere in Honduras that I was, literally like the minority like literally like, okay in san pedro you know it's not a garishma town but there's black people around versus in this town you could tell everyone was e- either mestizo or indigenous like it was it was extremely wild this is all in the same country my parents were born in and i was just so confused um that's why like like people tell me oh i'm honduran i don't get too excited in a sense because mm-hmm. it's like okay, what region, like, what part are you from? Because your experience can be a whole lot different from my experience, especially for a different race. Right. But if I meet someone with Garifuna, even if they're not from Honduras, just if they're Garifuna, it's like, okay, we more than likely have way more in common than we think. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like, I guess you could say it transcends the borders, you know? Because ultimately borders, they're like okay they're they're lines on a map like you know right. what i'm saying but ultimately like culture is what transcends all of that and yeah. so i you brought up there's a couple of things i want to react to that that you brought up it's like it's like kind of like the same stuff that happens here in the u.s and it, i wish that more latinx people understood this <laughs> and and i wish they did too <laughs> it, it's seriously like i don't i don't get it and it i i'd like to say okay so I'm gonna talk about Twitter for a second. I remember putting something. I I remember putting something out there that you know, there's a lot of like voices that are very prominent in the Central American community that are mm-hmm. primarily from uh, Los Angeles, right? From LA. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, y'all are so educated about everything about yourselves, and it's because you know I, I'm from the Midwest, right? You could probably tell from my accent, like, <laughs> and 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 um, and, and up here in Cleveland, like. There's there's a lot of Salvadorans, but not really many anyone else, right? And so, yeah, we know a lot about El Salvador, but we don't know much about the rest of Central America. I'm privileged enough to know about uh, like a lot, a, a lot, a lot of other Central Americans, just because I just think I got lucky throughout who could just come into my life. But the, my point is this: like, there are a lot of people in the Latinx community that are like, "Oh, I'm not white. I'm Latin. I, I'm Latino, right? Or I'm Hispanic." It's like that don't mean nothing. Like. Like that, that doesn't mean anything, right? And of course, I, I think I've said this in the past episode. Where I was like, of course, it's it's nice to say like, oh yeah, I'm Latino, Latina, Latinx, or, or Hispanic, or whatever, right? Yeah, because I mean, in a country where minorities are marginalized, right, and and you're looked at as different. I mean, there was, you know, like there's just there's tragedies that happen in this country, right, based upon those dem- demographics, right. But the greater point of it is what makes it different between race and ethnicity is with an ethnicity, there are different races that can be applied under that, under that ethnicity, you know? So it's kind of like saying, like, if you go to Europe and you say, oh, I'm American. Uh, okay. Right. Like <laughs> that'll make a difference. Oh, I'm, I'm Latino. Uh, okay. That doesn't make a difference. Like, I feel like a lot of Latinos, like they dismiss the fact that there are such thing as black Latinx folks. Right. Or, and, and don't probably don't even know, about what Garifuna is. So yeah. I guess the question that I'm asking is like, what kind of, you're a public speaker and you started a business. Like what's your driving force to really put the message out there? To educate, just educate people that there are black people in Latin American countries 
and they are indigenous groups in Latin American countries because I am both. I am black. I am indigenous. So it's just to get the people's minds moving, educating them, starting up conversations that they can, you know, you tell, we have this conversation right now. Other people are going to listen to this conversation. They're going to go and tell other people. Those people are going to tell other people. So that's really been my goal from the beginning of starting my YouTube, my business. Um, Public speaking was never an end goal, (laughs) but I really (laughs) just started all of this because it's, that's just how I am. I, 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 I like to educate and I like to learn. So I'm like, why not, you know, do this? So I did it. And I guess, you know, people saw that I was serious and that I like this and I can, you know, they saw the drive more than anything. And I've been asked to, you know, to speak. I'm like, hey, what the hell? Why not? (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but that's been the goal, just to educate simply. Yeah. And so um, what would you say is kind of like, your experience as, as someone who is is black, is Central American, is Garifuna, like, what would you say your overall experience is like, you know, like, going through school, interacting with other, like, Latinx folks, and, like, you know, et cetera, like, you know, what 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 do you take away from all of that? Ooh, it's a, ooh, it's, it's <laughs> something, it is something, that is, it is something. Um, So, I've always known I'm Garifuna. Did I always know exactly what that entailed? Like, what, like, you know, that meant no i didn't learn until like i was in the seventh grade it's with with details what that meant but from the day i started school here because i started school in honduras first and then i came to the states and the only language i spoke at the time was spanish i always had a way of like trying to find my way with people that were spanish speakers and of course i was always the only black person because everyone around me was either mestizo or white for the most part mestizo um mm-hmm. and so growing up it was like the 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 just just the outcast basically because it's like okay there's all these people and then there's her the black girl that speaks spanish that's li- that literally is what people mm-hmm. like described me for like oh do you know kiana wait who's that the black girl speaks spanish like that literally was it all of my life um, wow. and then but it always most of my friendships or anything, the way people would find out I spoke Spanish was always because of something negative. It was never something positive. It was always something negative because mm. I have I have a temper on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do. I would never deny that I have a temper on me, and I also am a. I'm. I guess it can be good. It can be bad. I'm a defensive person. Like I'm going to stand up for myself. Like I don't care who you are, and so for the most part these friendships would start because someone would either say something about me or someone around me in Spanish. I'd be like, yo, like, what's good? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, ¿qué pasó? Dime. Yeah. ¿Qué pasó? And they would be like, <laughs> oh my god. Uh, like, you know, and I'm like, yeah. yes, like, I heard you. Like, say it with your chest. Like, come on. <laughs> say it with your chest. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, they would, you know, like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't know you could speak Spanish. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, how do you speak Spanish? Like, where'd you learn? Oh, uh, my last friend there is too. My grandma lives in this life. And so eventually I would like <laughs> forgive them in a sense and then like use that to educate them on the fact that you can't be walking around here just saying stuff. It doesn't matter if someone's white or black. Like, you don't know who speaks Spanish for one and you don't know who actually is Latinx because there's no way to be look Latinx. I've just been right. brainwashed to think you know how everyone that's Latinx looks, but you can't tell. Right. And so that's how I met most of my friendships growing up 
ever went. Well, mostly, I'm going to say mostly down south since living in North Carolina. Because in New York, like, um, for the most part, you know, everyone for the most part knows that unless you're like in upstate New York, like Syracuse or Albany or some crap like that, I don't freaking know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, close to Canada or something. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. people know that there's Latinos that look all kinds of shapes, colors, forms, whatever you want to call it. So it's not abnormal. Actually, when I go to New York, I get spoke to in Spanish. I still do they wonder whether it's because it's New York or if there's something that gives off the fact that I speak Spanish. Uh-huh. Um, but, you know, it's not abnormal to speak Spanish like and be black or be white or whatever, especially because right. it's large Caribbean, Latin Caribbean population, you know, Dominican, Caribbean, sure. Cubans. And people, for the most part, know that people look different, you know, in those mm-hmm. islands. They don't look like what people with Telemundo and, and, and right. um, Univision. Univision. Yeah. So, um, but in New York, life wasn't bad or whatever growing up as far as explaining to people that I, I never had to explain to you I spoke Spanish. It was never like, oh, speak Spanish. It was never <laughs> like that. It was once I got to North Carolina where it became like that. And then high school, uh, I graduated high school and time for college came. I purposely applied to HBCUs because I was sick of it. I was sick mm. of being like being the like the outcast in my group. I wanted to be with people that looked like me, even if they had the same culture as me. I wanted to like with people uh, be at a university with people that looked like me. So yeah. I went to HBCU, but after a while, kind of like somehow, of course, felt like an outcast either way. Like I physically looked like you know looked not physically, but um, what's the word? I just lost it. Anyways, I looked like everyone else because we were all black, but uh-huh. culturally, I was still different. Of course, I'm Garifuna. I speak Spanish. Like my parents are from Honduras. Like this is all like this is not something that's common. So, um, I eventually decided, like, you know what? I'm gonna start a club. Just yeah, I was to gonna say. educate people. Yeah, just to educate people on what an Afro-Latino is, or that there are actually black people at you know, in Latin American countries, and what better place to do it than at an HBCU where we're all prideful of our race. Um, I mean, you know, very proud of our race. And so, um, yeah, so I started that, and from there, actually, started the organization, which was called Aguilas Afro-Latino. It was called Aguilas because my university's mascot are Eagles, we're NCC Eagles. So I was like, you know, like, just, you know, Aguilas and then Afro-Latino. Yeah. And from there, actually, when I eventually started the business, all that stuff, actually, I feel like that's where all of my, like, things that have happened to me, I feel like that's where it began. It began the day I decided to start that organization, because from the organization, learning how to manage things and program stuff and marketing and blah, 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 mm-hmm. like, ooh, I want to do something else. Let me start this. So I started this t-shirt line. And then, ooh, I like that. Let me start doing this. And I started YouTube. And then, ooh, yeah. that's just how it I've just been a go-getter since then. <laughs> but, That's good. Um, but from my HBC experience, it was good. I, people actually learned about Afro-Latinos. People, I actually met Afro-Latinos because, again, we all look alike. So it's kind of like, I can't just walk around like, you're Afro-Latino. Wait, are you Afro-Latino? Wait, wait, oh, I don't know who's Afro-Latino. So like <laughs> the club actually has helped me get to know other people and it helped me um, it helped all of us actually be able to educate like in the in the group instead of it just being like one person. Because when I yeah. started, it was just me. I didn't know a single Afro Latino on campus. 
I literally was like, I'm gonna start this, and whatever happens, happens. Like that's just that's just how I am. Whatever happened, happens. So look at that, I said I. So um, <laughs> I had these people joining and just learning, and like they learned from me. I learned mm-hmm. from them, but you know, I don't want to even too cocky. But it's like it's not that hard to learn about Afro-Latinos. But it's kind of a little complicated to learn about Garifunas because no one just goes goes on Google and types in Garifuna. <laughs> you know, right. most people go and type in Andara Negra, Santa uh, Cruz. Afro-Latino, like, what is that? Yeah, so, but a lot it's of automatically associated with, like, big figures out there already. Like... Yeah, yeah. So, like, a lot of people definitely um, learned uh, from me. And it, it was definitely a great experience. But as far as growing up within the Latinx community, even still now, as far as me personally, like, I try my best to not necessarily... And it's going to sound so horribly, not to, like, just mingle too much. Because after a while, it, it gets draining for me. doesn't matter if you know that I'm Black or if you've known me for 10 years. It's, like, racism is so embedded into people that even though, even if, even when they say things, they, I don't think they consider it racist. But it's, like, what you just said really offended me. And I don't have the energy and power <laughs> right now to educate yeah. you on why what you just said was racist. So I'm just going to you know, back away right now. And then when I'm ready sure. to, like, yeah, I'll be back. <laughs> so, yeah, like, that's just kind of how um how life has been as a, a Black Latinx person. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that's definitely gets, eventful. Yeah, and it definitely gets harder when you throw in Garifuna there. It's like, wait, what? Yeah. What'd you just say? <laughs> you so just there's a couple... There's there's a couple things that I kind of want to uh, like touch base on too. Like first things first, I want to and I just this just came to my head. I want to clarify what I said. Like you know, the racism has been in, embedded in people's heads for generations. So kind of transitioning into what you just said, you know, right by 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 teaching people about your experiences through this organization, I think it's a beautiful thing because that I feel, you know have like by you going out there and doing like public speaking starting organizations starting a business with like beautiful messages on the shirts right it allows people to start have that, ha- having that conversation to begin to unlearn a lot of the things that were imposed um throughout generations right so right. um the second thing i want to bring up to is the fact that like i'm so glad that you are putting your 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 um your your organization out there it's because I feel like so many people who are running cultural cultural organizations throughout the entire country kind of look at it as like, oh, it's a club for all of us to gather and have fun. But the 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 vibe that I get from you is that you took it very seriously. Like, nah, this is not just a club. Like, you're gonna come here to learn. And, yes, and, actually, yeah. that's how it was. That's how it uh-huh. was. It was to learn. Um, right. Some of my eboard members were like, nah, I think we should have a party. Okay, we can have a party one time this yeah. semester but every other time we're gonna have panels we're gonna watch videos we're gonna have chit chats like anybody i'm gonna right. say this person don't get me wrong i am <laughs> and my friends can tell you like i that's something i definitely enjoy about myself that i can be really serious but when it's time to turn up it's turn yeah. up time it's like right. it's just, my mom definitely taught me like you know there's a time and place for everything so it's like that's like, mm-hmm. like you know like, like now i was thinking about it i'm like Yo, I have I run I run three websites. I run oh three Instagrams because it's like for me it's a place and time for everything. So like I just started mm. my blog, but my blog is is revolved around my career. It's revolved around my flight attendant life. Mm-hmm. I don't want my flight attendant life mixing in too much with 
my panel discussions on race and you know all of that you know what i'm saying right. and then i have my business and i don't want my business like i don't like to make pleasure with business you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. really why i have all these like websites and stuff it's like ah you know like this is the this is the kiana that public speaking at universities yeah this is the kiana that flies and oh well and then this is the <laughs> brown sugar and canela you don't even know what my name is just know that i'm page <laughs> that's yeah. it yeah yeah so I want to say shout outs to you for all of that, because that's where everything starts. You know, like I can say like me personally, like so I, um, I was I, I was on the I was on the uh, executive board for um, the Latin American Student Association. And it's general because it's a small school. If we really like if we really uh, separated a different organization for every demographic, uh, like uh, throughout Latin America, we would probably oh have my one. God. one yeah, like we would have higher club. Yeah. All like one clubs, person would be everything for them. <laughs> yeah. And so like I can understand it, like big universities like in California or Florida or whatever. Right. And so like but this mm-hmm. is like the Mexican whatever. Right. Or the Cuban. Right. Whatever. Like, like I get it. Right. But, I mean, at a but small even school, just, in, just in the countries alone like you see like how i'm gonna then there's like mosquitoes like yeah we can uh-huh. both be honduras where we both have still different cultures cultures so it would be a lot it would yeah and so what well, my point is is like you learn so much by getting involved with like the, the 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 organizations that are set up and if it's not already set up for you do what do what yana did and start your own like yeah, you know literally. like that's that that's what makes the difference it's like you know, if you want to see something done, you go out and do it. Like, if you got the energy, you got the resources, and it's a no better, no better time than when you're in college, where like administrators are like, "Oh yeah, we gotta uh, improve our diversity and inclusion numbers." Oh, we got a student. Yeah, <laughs> let's exploit this student so we can give them money to do the work for us. Like, yeah. listen, like it, it's. Uh, I, I was very pessimistic at that, but the thing is, like, when you're in college and you have a vision for yourself, it's like, screw it. Like, I'm gonna do this. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then from there, like you just said, so many different ideas start to spawn and you start to find yourself like, oh, I like doing this. I would like doing this. So that's what I'm like. I'm so happy to hear that from you because like so many people don't understand that. And and I want to see more people do well for themselves. So like shout outs to you for that. Seriously. And I'm always down. Like if you have me on Twitter, I've had people DM me be like, hey, how'd you start this? Like, can you guide me? I'm guided. And I'm it's not something, like something to brag about. I'm not bragging. I'm just like. I will gladly help you DM me. I actually just had someone DM me this week um, telling me they want to start a clothing line and how, you know, how to start it and blah, blah, blah. And how did I go about it? I'm like, girl, yes, I got you. Sent a whole message. <laughs> <laughs> that is me. Same thing which for why I created my blog for, you know, my new, my careers. Because, like, I get people like, hey, how'd you become a flight attendant? Like, you know, like, this and asking me all these questions. I'm like, okay, I got you. See what I'm about to do is I'm going to start a blog. And when you <laughs> ask these questions, I'm just going to forward it to you. <laughs> okay? That's <laughs> it. Yeah. I'm definitely down. If you add me on social media, I will. And you message me, you know, don't be a creep. Like, don't be creepy about it because I do right. get creeps. But, of course, you know, if I feel like, okay, this is genuine, I'm going to respond, like, you know, give you the real tea. <laughs> That's awesome. Cool, cool. So I want to transition to your business i mean you know i i feel in my opinion that's how i i i even you know found your profile because quite honestly the central american shirts caught my eye like i i bought like one for myself and i think for my entire family like they were cool you know but as you dive deeper into your websites 
into your website, but into the rest of your designs, there are plenty more messages that for, for people to learn from, you know? So I right. guess, you know, tell me, tell me about brown sugar and canela. Like what is it and, and how did it come to be? Okay. Um, so <laughs> honestly, brown sugar and canela came to be, uh, because I had went to a, okay. So I started the Afro-Latino organization. Mm-hmm. Um, originally before that I was in an, I was in an African organization. Um, and okay. so I had a, I had a lot. I still have a lot of African shirts, it's shirt to say, Africans out of uh, country, um, just all types of shirts that have to do something with the motherland. And so I'm like, okay, I've already started this Afro Latino organization. I have not a single Afro Latino shirt. <laughs> like, what's <laughs> going on? <laughs> like, literally, what is going on? I started searching up online, and I just personally didn't like the ones I was finding at the time. Um, like, I was like, this isn't it. So, but I found one shirt that was like, okay, I could rock this. I'll do this one for a little while and we'll see what I find. And the shirt said something like, I feel like the naturals rock or whatever. And so I would wear it with my natural hair or whatever. Blah, blah. So in the month of February of 2017, um, you know, it's Black History Month. I go to, I am attending HBCU. So we had a black market event or whatever, where it was like a whole bunch of black businesses at the university. You could just come and support and stuff. I went to it. I actually was part of it, but I wouldn't sell anything. I had a desk, a booth where I had like a PowerPoint and like a lot of like pamphlets and information on Afro Latinos just to educate people about mm-hmm. Afro Latinos. Um, and so after I took a little, you know, taking a break from standing at my booth, I was walking around. I was seeing a lot of people had businesses, like T-shirt businesses, and of course they were all had to do with being black. Which of course I'm proud of being black, but I have a lot of shirts about being black. I have a lot of shirts about Africa. So I'm uh-huh. like, yo. And that, this is the day that I was actually wearing my Latina shirt. And before that, I had went on a date with my then boyfriend. He was like, did you make that shirt? And I was saying, like, he's crazy. I was like, no. Because it looks like something you would make. And I looked at it. I was like, oh, I guess it does look like that to make. So I go huh. to the, you know, I go to the back market. I'm walking around. And I'm like, I don't see anything, of course, that has to do with Afro-Latino. And, you know, the only shirt I have is this one that I have on now. So I'm talking to people. I actually started networking there. I was like, so how'd you go about this? Like, you know, like I'm here and this, I'm literally getting like a light bulb in my head that's telling me that I should start a business. They're like, go for it. Da, da, da. And like, just giving me all like, you know, some sort of guidance. Not a lot, yeah. but some sort of guidance. So this was on a Friday, if I'm not mistaken. So Monday morning, I go to my uh, organization advisor, who's actually Caucasian, but just very, very like, I, I love, like, I really do. Uh-huh. Um, and so I go to her like, hey, Emily, like, this has this happened. And like, she was kind of like, a, in a sense, also my uh, mentor. So I went to her, so happened this, da, da, da. In the conversation, she's like, you know, there's actually someone, like a staff member that actually has a t shirt business. I could connect you with her. And, oh. you know, you could bring the idea to her. And I was like, really? She's like, yeah. And on top of that, she, the same conversation, she was like, oh, I also met an Afro Latina social worker. At this um, university I went to last week, da, da, da. I'm like, what? Because you know, I studied um, social work in undergrad. So I'm like, what? Okay. But anyways, I go to the t-shirt lady or whatever, and I met her. She gave me like a lot of information, like uh, things that I wasn't even thinking. <laughs> like she wow. was just like, okay, so you know, you got to think about, you know, how long you want to do this for. Like, do you want what? What is it that you want to gain? Is it like like all types of stuff? And I was just like, okay. So I went home, started brainstorming. And then 
originally, of course, like I said, the whole time I felt the shirts were only going to be an Afflatina design. I started off with an Afflatina. Mm-hmm. And it was just going to be those two. And maybe if I wanted to grow, eventually I would. But, like, I didn't have any intentions of growing. But I just, I kind of, I enjoyed doing it where I was, like, like I don't only identify as Afro-Latina. And I have a platform where it's kind of, like, not huge, but it's kind of, like, a thing in Central American Twitter. And I'm, like, why not give back to people that, like, have given me this platform? And I'm also yeah. like Central American. So, like, I started brainstorming. And the Central American design and the first guide from the design were the, sec- were the following uh, designs. But of course, the Central American one booms. Like, that's the one that still keeps the business going. Because honestly, <laughs> since I started in my job, I, it's kind of hard for me to, like, I, you know, I used to be really quick um, with shipping, like, really quick yeah. with it. And I actually just put something in the business Instagram this week. I'm like, this is why it takes you a while for your order get you get to you because right i have a minimum of 10 days off a month and so those minimum of 10 days off i'm i do come home sometimes but other times i just want to travel like today's probably gonna be my only day home for the entire month of august because wow my other days that i'm off i want to travel i already have like trips for enjoyment planned you know and then all the other days i on call or i'm at like i'm necessarily probably not working the flight but I have to be at my base, and my base is not at my house, so <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to ship your orders, you know, two to five business days, which sometimes used to be one business day, um, because I was, was gonna say, home. like, my shirts shipped pretty fast. Yeah, like I was really sometimes if I was sitting in the house and I had absolute, I was doing absolutely nothing, and I'm like, yo, let me just ship this order. I know my website says five business days. But that's but that's mostly because I would get people like, when are we getting my shirt? And I'm like, just ordered five minutes ago. <laughs> Relax. <laughs> so I had to put it on the website, you know, to let people know approximately just how one of your shirts will ship. But sometimes if you ordered at five, short your shirt was gonna get ordered, I mean delivered at like six PM. <laughs> like uh-huh. so yeah. That's cool. I mean, so where do you see the the, the business going, you know? Um, as of now, I, it, I don't know, because I've been thinking about rebranding, but oh, that okay. takes a lot. And then oh, it's yeah. like, I just, we just turned two, and it's like, I already paid for the web, the, the domain for the year, so I'm like, I might oh. next year, but I'm yeah. also adding different shirts. So I like, I need to sit, I sit one day and experience, so I'm like, okay, because, um, I actually was in Houston, Maybe two of my friends who I I actually knew her before Central American Twitter, but um for a quarter or two. Um and she was telling me she's like, Yeah, I feel like you should just do other shirts. Like your shirts are good, but you know, you've been doing this for a while. I feel like you should just grow a little more. I feel like, you know, I want you to see like to grow more. And I was mm-hmm. like, You're right, you're right. Everything you tell me is right. So I'm like, I have to eventually sit down one day brainstorm what new designs i'd like i'm gonna keep the central america shirt because <laughs> i personally love it and people love it but i also oh, yeah. want you know something else i've had people ask for the same central america design but in a different color and i'm like i don't know <laughs> i'm somebody that wears black a lot so maybe i'm being biased i just feel like I- i'm black a fan it's it's fine yeah. and then it's like i don't want blue because First of all, it's too many darn countries and too many shades of blue yeah. every time to get the purple blue. Oh, that's not the Salvadoran blue. That's not the ah. Right, and everyone's going to start bickering <laughs> with each other. 
Yeah. So I'm, like, no, I'm a fan of the black. Neutral. Yeah, I'm like, black is neutral. I had the white one. I did the white one last summer where it was white and the letters were in black. I don't know, like, I have it, but I don't wear it as much as I wear the black with white letters. I feel so, like that's with anything white. It's like you don't wear it that much because it's going to get dirty. Like I don't know. It's like I, I like it, and I wear white a lot. Like I either My outfits are either white or black <laughs> for the most part. Oh, okay. like, sometimes I'll pop out with colors. But it's like the black just looks, I don't know. I don't know. I just like how the black looks better. Yeah. Because um, the, the white letters yeah. pop out and stuff. And, and quite honestly, yeah. for a bigger guy like me, you know, it it, it like it, it kind of fits my shape a little better. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie. I feel and that so, might be it for me. I don't know. It's just the black. I personally prefer it, and you know, that's just. I feel like people do because it was just a few people. I'd be like, oh, I think a blue would look nice. So I'm like, uh, uh-uh, blue. That's just too much of a headache. I can already see people. That's not the right blue. And yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Especially like when you mix blue with Central American, like the Guatemalans are going to be like, well, why isn't that a lighter blue? And then the Salvadorans yeah. is like, well, it's not your blue. Darker. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, it... No, <laughs> no, no, no. I think I had, okay. I'm like, I'm not ready to do that to myself. No. Right. Yeah, no. Nah. And plus, honestly, like what, what I'll say this too, because I've, I've dabbled with a little bit of design. And and what I, what I do like about the design that you have out there, it is, it's so neutral that anybody can relate to it exactly it's so vague but like vague i feel like vague has a lot of negative context behind it but i'm gonna dissociate that that's what i like doing with words is i'm I'm gonna dissociate the negative context from the word vague it's because it brings so much positivity it's like you could be honduran central american you know uh um of course central america and what i meant to say is like honduran nicaraguan like like panamanian costa rican salvadoran like all Right. And you look at the show, it was like Central American. Well, that's me. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. so where it's like you have a lot of like these shirts, like on Facebook and stuff like that, where it's like I'm Central American, but they got a pupusa at the bottom of it. Or like I'm Central American or like, you know, and it has like the 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 leaves that are on the Salvadoran flag. You see what I'm saying? Well, it's like, oh, yeah. well, that's not that's not me. I get what you're trying that, to say. You know what I'm saying? Also, yeah. It's also something that it was a little rough to try to figure out the size because like so many countries, so many cultures in one like region. Right. But I was like, first of all, all of us, which I've had people tell me, thank you, because it's like so neutral and it's not like, you know, the, the, exactly how, the way you put it, basically. I'm like, and I tweeted it. I had tweets where I said that was the I chose that design. I decided to, you know, make it like that. I'm like, all of us don't eat baleadas. All of mm. us don't eat pupusas. All of us don't speak Spanish. All of us don't dance punta. All of us mm-hmm. don't dance cumbia. Like it's so it, the list goes on. So I'm like, this is just that's that's the way it should look. Just say a simple letters in front, Central American, and then the back people to understand, including Mexican, y'all. But while it's not Central American, to let it be known, what is like what region consists of being Central American? You know? Yeah. Simple. Yeah. And so um, I want to talk about like the other designs that you have out there. So like besides like besides um, so you talked you talked a little bit about the Afro Latina design, yeah, and the Central American design. Like what what are some of your other favorite designs that you have out there? Like like um, what messages my- are you trying to send? You know? Yeah, I have two Scotty Fair shirts. Um, I like both. Um, so one of them says African Arawak Carib, and then it's like. Like a, you know how you in 
in math when you're elementary like add all these stuff and then it'd be an equal sign so that's how it yeah. is and then the bottom stuff got equal so people couldn't understand exactly like what consists oh okay wait hold up i gotta pull this up right now because i see that design <laughs> but i never noticed it was a math problem what yeah, like, i mean yeah it's kind of like it's kind of like it's like it says african then there's, there's like a plus there's only one plus sign though and it says arawaka carib and then it equals got equal. And then I, I, I literally, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense now. And then I like the, it a lot more. <laughs> like, <laughs> geez, oh my gosh, my mind's blown right now. That's so cool. Yeah, because I'm like, you know, it's like short, simple, you know, just what a good one is. Yeah. And then the recent one is called, I call it Joseph Satuye. And that's our uh, chief, um, Joseph Satuye, Satuye, whatever you want to call him. Um, he was the chief, the leader of the Garisma people, St. Vincent. So, mm -hmm. and this idea actually came from, because <clears throat> this actually came, I feel like I tweet, I, I didn't even tweet this, I posted this on Facebook years ago, before I, I had my t-shirt business, if I'm not mistaken. So, uh -huh. a lot of us Hondurans, wherever, whether you're Garisma or not, whatever, you're Honduran, a lot of us have the Indio Lempira shirt. And so, okay. Indio Lempira Pira is Lempira. Uh, Inga Lempira is like a. He was an indigenous man, and he was our first president in Honduras, mm. first leader. So a lot of us have a shirt with his face on it. Our currency is called Lempira. The yeah. one Lempira has his face on it, and that so face that is on from. a whole bunch of shirts. Okay. And so um, I'm like, yo, like we all got this Lempira shirt. First of all, I'm not Lenka. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, because he was Lenka. I'm not Lenka. Why yeah. do I have this shirt? I mean, like, I'm not going to say why, but it's like, you know, I understand I'm Honduran, but it's like, I see that we have this Lenka shirt and all of us wear this shirt, India Lempira shirt, but hello, where's the Satya one? Yeah. <laughs> I really said that. So I was like, you know what? F it. I'm about to make it my damn self. And that's exactly what I did. I love it. Um, so, that's yeah, awesome. But, but yeah, those are two of my favorite designs. I've I've had other designs, but they didn't like do too well, and I didn't really really like them myself either. So mm. you know, I just took them off the website. But they sold. I sold them all, and kind of just kept pushing and sticking to what actually sells. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. Okay, so I'm like looking at the website right now, and things just make so much more sense. Like I'm I'm still stuck on the, the with it being a math problem. Like wow, that's so that's so that's so that's so cool. Like, all right, never mind. Sorry. Like, I told you I like design, and so yeah. like, like that just made me smile. So, and I'm looking at the the what's his name, Joseph Satuye. Yeah. And yeah, this is really nice too. Wow. Yeah. So, listeners, if you was it Brown Sugar and Canela.com, right? Yes. Yeah. And so, cause oh, listen, a lot of my Central American friends would be like, "Where'd you get that shirt?" And I'm like. Listen, I'll link you to the Instagram. And I was sending the Instagram. And, yeah. you know, it so, like, that, that's where it's at. It's funny because even now, like, I don't do too well in marketing because it's, like, I just get drained. My job can get so draining. Like, it just, I just get home. I just want to, I just get to the hotel, actually, and I just sleep. But it's, it's <laughs> funny because, like, when I log in, I'll be gaining followers. And I'm, like, somebody must have sent y'all here because I have not posted anything. So someone had to have sent you to this to follow us. And it's crazy because, like I said, I haven't been marketing that, but here and there I get orders. I'm like, it's nice to know that even though I'm not doing a great job, they're still supporting me. <laughs> no, for sure. For sure. I would say, like, the biggest reason why 
I, it, you know, it's more than, it's more than just the, for me, it's more than just the fact that you made a shirt that I like and I bought it and I'm an impulsive person. Okay. Like I am, but that's not the reason. So like the reason why, like I want to continue to support you, you know, and your platform is because, you know, you truly, and, and I think it really described itself throughout this entire episode is like, you really believe in what you're putting out there. You see what I'm saying? There's a clear mission. There's a clear, you know, objective to educate people. Right. And right. so um, it's not to cater to the big to the masses. It, it's not to cater to like the the white Latinx folks or the mestizo or mestizo. I don't even know how to say it. Mestice, mestisex folks, you know, yeah. out there. But you know what I'm saying? Like, no, the clear objective is I'm Garifuna. You know, I'm a black Central American woman and this is my business. And, you know here here it is this is it and then you show it with your platform you know on twitter you show it with your blog you know and everything that you do so that to me that's very admirable right and i think that's a difference maker so again shout out to you because i feel real inspired right now <laughs> thank you that is actually funny that you say that ironic because my first blog post I just I just posted yesterday and one of the last things i said before ending the blog says believing yourself is the first key to success yeah. So you're telling me that it's just like, I, and I definitely, you know, crazy because if I was to tell my story, people would not understand. I used to really have really, really bad scene. And ever since now, it's like I have this, and it's not in a cocky way. It's just like a really, like, confident person. Like, I'm just confident in what I do because everything I've done is showing that you really genuinely believe in yourself, then you will yep. be some. Um, and definitely, you know, it's, could go on forever but i definitely am proud of myself um and i'm definitely thankful for all the support because you can't do none of this because if you don't have support you're gonna let you're just in it for you know it's just you need to people regardless of how um what's the word in how, how like regardless how like like me i'm somebody that's a homebody and i prefer to i'm i'm happy being myself yeah. It doesn't matter if I like to be ha- by myself. Having support is it's always needed, regardless. Eventually someday, sometimes I need I'm like, hey, I need somebody. You know what I'm saying? So having yeah. support is definitely something that um has kept me pushing and even on my worst days, <laughs> it's kept me pushing. And people, mm-hmm. everyone needs the support whether regardless if you have a platform or not, because you just don't know whose life you could be changing or saving that day, to be honest. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, you know, listen. Oh, my gosh. I, I like <laughs> my 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 um, ideas are messing with me right now, because like on the third episode, I said, I feel like I bring up mental health like every episode. And I want to bring it up right now, because what you just said, because I was yeah. about to go into it myself. <laughs> OK, cool, cool. So the, we, we can do that. Me. We can do that. And and, you know, quite honestly, like. It's true. You know, you, you know, success comes from when you really, truly start to believe in yourself. But that is easier said than done. And yes, it it's, is. it's funny because I was just talking to some people about it today. You know, we're talking about assertiveness versus the sense of belonging. And, right. you know, a lot of people were saying you're talking about assertiveness with a negative context. Because mm-hmm. th- this is why like, I'm saying this so much, like taking away the negative context from certain words like vague and assertive. Because we like to look at those words like, oh, like. Uh, they kind of have they leave a sour taste in your mouth. But to me, right. like assertive isn't a bad thing. Like I used to be, a, I used to be the kind of guy that like 
um, you know, if someone were to give me like a compliment, I'd be like, uh, no, like that's not true. Like, why are you telling me about this? But yeah, and then I would yeah, kind of brush yeah. it off, like, oh, you did such a good job. I was like, oh no, I I didn't deserve this. And you know, that still kind of lingers there. Like that imposter syndrome just comes, you know, in sometimes. But you know, growing up and maturing and finishing school and making it through the hardest trials and tribulations, you know, just trying to graduate, like it showed me like, yo, I can literally like do anything. Like I can literally, like that might be, obviously I can't, you know, obviously I can't, but that just that feeling like you accomplish something and you really show yourself, this is what I'm capable of doing. It's like, it really kind of transforms you. It's like, oh, like I can actually do something, you know, like, um, like getting elected to go on an e-board. Right. And saying that like, you know, people trusting in you as a leader or having somebody tell you like, oh, like they look up to you as a role model. And it's like, what? Like, what did I do to deserve this? But cool, I guess. And then, you know, once you start to accept yourself and once you start to say like, you know, you know what? Yeah, like I am good at this. And then it starts to turn into like, you know what? How do I expand my influence? You see what I'm saying? But it all starts within yourself. It all starts with your mental health. Like, because um where i'm coming at with all this is like so i'm i'm diagnosed with clinical like i'm clinically diagnosed with mild depression so like i'm wired to think this way but how i cope with it is i purposely try to overcome it you know by doing more things and 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 keeping myself busy you know so you know you said you were going to go into mental health so i'm interested like to hear about what you wanted you know what what i guess like what you wanted to say okay so i'm not necessarily clinically um I haven't been told, like, by a doctor that I suffer from depression or anything like that. Yeah. But I personally have seen, like, I, I, I'm going to say I, I've self-diagnosed myself with depression. But here recently, like, as years have gone by, especially doing all of this, I feel like it has not, like, it's not as bad as it used to be. Um, mm-hmm. And now with my career, because I've chosen something I've always wanted to do and I'm genuinely happy. I did it with anyone opinion on what I should do, whether I should do it or not. No, you have a degree. I personally feel happier, genuinely. And I, I should yeah. it not too long ago. I was I haven't been depressed in like four months. Because <laughs> uh-huh. that's how long I've been with five months now. I haven't been depressed for five months because that's how long I've been with my job, uh, my company or whatever. And I just feel like, I'm not saying you know if you have, if you have if a doctor has given you medications to treat your, your depression i'm not saying don't take it i'm Mm -hmm. just saying try to find something that works for you that helps you cope with whatever mental that you have for sure and that i feel like that's that was me especially like for me i don't know if i get a little sad (laughs) my depression definitely did get bad in 2018 because of grad depression like it was my ass (laughs) like i did not Uh to drag me that but it drags me and then on top of that, my great grandmother passed away. My 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 last living great grandmother. Me, me and my great grandmother were like, that was my heart. That was my everything. Yeah. Um. And the reason that I decided to hop into my career without caring anyone's words or thoughts was because, like I said earlier in the podcast, my plans for post grad were were to go there to live six. Months. My entire family, even those are the most supportive of me, were like, uh-huh. no. Like, oh, mm. dude, I can start your mierda, and like, yeah, yeah, like, you know, don't do that. Like, so I listened to them and I didn't go. Mm. Had I listened to them, I feel like I would have been able to spend my, um, my last few months 
my great grandmother alive. You know what I'm saying? The last time I had seen her mm. before she passed in 2018 was in 2017. You know, and That's it's tough. like if I would have made the decision of not listening to anyone when I wanted to leave and just booked my flight like one way, mm-hmm. I feel like I would have, you know, been a lot like easier with the the grieving process because I'd have been like, at least I got to spend months with her, not like a week. Not I got to months for her and I got to, you know, it, like enjoy those last moments versus her passing away. It was like, wait, first of all, I've, I've never been to someone that, oh, this is going to sound so bad, but when people die, it's like, I've always just shrugged it off because people are going to die. Like, that's ine- inevitable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was so one thing you can't escape. Was, yeah. It was so this, this one death was the one death where I actually breathed and it was, mm-hmm. it was, Crazy. It made my post grad depression a lot worse. So um, post grad depression is, is a thing. It is anyone thing. who says it's not is a liar. They're lying. They are lying. Okay, because everyone tried to warn me. A lot of my friends are older than me. They would all warn me, and they would all check up stuff. But I still was just saying like really depressive and really just 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 not like not even wanting to talk to. Them. I would just lock my room and like yeah, mm-hmm. and, you know. And yeah. it got even more frustrating when you're like searching for these jobs and you know you're qualified and you know you can get way more than what you're asking for, but they don't see it. No one's calling you back and no one's emailing you back or you'll get to, you know, a certain part of the interview and not make it. Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely, yeah. um, it's definitely real. Do not yeah. deny it. <laughs> um, if you have a friend that's going to graduate soon or, you know, just keep an eye on them. Definitely check up on them. Like, for sure. For, yeah. I guess like, yeah, you brought up a, like a bunch of a bunch of good points. You know, first and foremost, I'm sorry about about your great grandmother and stuff. And but what I can Thank see, you. you know, from that is that you, you bounce back. You learned an important lesson, you know. Yeah. And and you know when you really believe it, I can't stress this enough. And I want and and and, and listen, like if you're listening to this, I need you to listen. I'm, I'm talking to listeners. I'm talking to you. But like, yeah. <laughs> if you're listening to this, I need you to take away that this lesson perfectly, like, like, like word for word. Okay, it, it, whether it be as 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 tragic as what um, Yana went through, or something as simple as what I went through. Like, what my story is is like, I took a job, and everyone took me to take this job because oh, it pays good, but it may not be the best job that you like, but it pays good to go ahead and do it. I, that's the job that I ended up quitting. And I, that's why I put out this tweet the other day. I was like, I just quit my job. I feel like that a weight's been lifted off my shoulders and I'm finally happy. Like, and it got like a decent amount of likes, like not likes matter, but the fact that that many people care about what me being happy shows something. That's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say. But anyways, whether it be as something as tragic as what you went through or something as simple as what I went through, the whole point is when you have, when that instinct in, inside of you is telling you to do something like, and you know it, like, you know that you got to do it, then you got to do it like like or else you're not going to be happy with yourself. It's like it could be applied to so many different things. It's like maybe I want to go to school here. May, like I, then you feel like, well, I have to go to school here. And then you start listening to other people around you say like, well, no, you can't do that because and then you listen to them. And then you had that thought stuck in your head. It's like, but but what if I would have done that? And then you're stuck with that forever. And then, yeah. you know, it could be like, so, or something as simple as like something super simple as like, oh, you're interested in a person. And then, you know, people around you are like, ah, oh, no, nah, you probably shouldn't do that. Or no, you don't got a chance. And it's like, all right, bet. I guess I'm not going to. 
And then you got to live with that. It's like, well, what happens if I had the courage to do it? You know what I'm saying? What happens if I just learned? What happens if I just listened to myself? It's a lesson that every single person is going to have to go through. And I bet you, I bet you any money that the people would listen to this and not listen and go ahead and just and continue on. But then there will be that experience that 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 wakes them up. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then and and it pushes them in the right direction. It's kind of like I guess my point in really putting it out there is because I don't want I don't want to move on without sharing that piece of information and hoping for the best. I'd rather just say it and then be good with it. You know what I'm saying? Like right. I just I want I want y'all to really trust in your dreams and to turn those dreams into gold. That's what that like that's yes. what changes dreams. Yeah. Like dreams anyone can dream of something. You know like oh mm-hmm. yeah, I want to be an astronaut. Okay. Right. What are you going to do to be what an astronaut? What are you doing exactly? You know what I'm saying? They don't see that. They don't. Yeah. The work that's put into, like, Rihanna being as big as she is, Beyonce being as big as she is. You know, people just say, oh, she's Beyonce, she's this, 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 but they don't see the struggle, whatever she had to go through to get Mm -hmm. to where she got to, you know? Um, Yeah. And also, another thing I definitely also wanted to add with this is there is power in what you say. Yeah. (laughs) There is power in what you say, and of course, like, in your in your mind, because you know, I don't know how the saying goes. What your tongue, your mind, whatever, what's on your mind comes out of your tongue. I come to be though. But what I'm saying is, there's power in it. Like for me, it's a lot of things that I chuckle at, um, because it's, it's happened. It didn't happen like when I said it, but it happens eventually, and it's weird how like it just happens. Like I've tweeted and I've said, I'm gonna meet Amara La Negra, and what happens? I met Amara La Negra. It's yeah. me, Amara La Negra. I have a whole picture with Amara La Negra. Before I started my t-shirt business on one of my Twitter accounts, because I've deleted a couple, <laughs> I had <laughs> tweeted, I want to start a business or something. Mm-hmm. This was literally a year before I started Brown Sugar and Canela. <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah. I've always, oh, um, I've always said I want to start a blog, but I just never did it. Because I actually, I'm, I feel like I'm better with my writing than I am with Crazy the sounds I am. Growing up, I was always the type to write a letter to you versus mm-hmm. calling you up and telling you what I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then being a flight attendant, literally, I've always been wanting to be a flight attendant. There were a couple of times in undergrad, I actually tweeted it. Twitter. <laughs> I'm such a Twitter person where I said, I'm just going to drop out a flight attendant. And my dad quickly said, um, no. Like he will, because he follows me on Twitter. So everything I'm crazy, like I see on Twitter, my dad already knows. <laughs> um, he was like, yeah, no. You know what I'm saying? Like, this was an undergrad. I feel like I was in uh, second year in undergrad, second or third year. Yeah. And, like, here we are, you know, years later, and I put into work what I said I was going to do, even though I probably wasn't serious when I said it back then. You know what I'm saying? But because I put it in the air, it just came right back down. Like, what goes mm-hmm. up comes right back down. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I feel like you have to be very mindful. And something my, my one of my closest friends, also, she also she was like, like when I when I would speak negative, she would literally like if she was with me, she would pop me. We were on the phone, and she'd be like, ah, what I tell you about that? You know what I'm saying? Because she's like, yes, she's like, you need to stop. You know this power what you say. You need to stop. You need to stop. So I've literally learned like from all of my stuff, like just sitting back one day and like just noticing how my like how my life had been going. I'm like, yes, power what you say. I'm gonna be very mindful of what I say because. 
I don't want nothing negative being said in it, like, coming right. back. So even even when I do stuff, I'm like, all right, I got it. Like, I did this, and it will be, like, you know, just, just to help. That's a cool me- mechanism for me as well. So, like, even when I get really nervous like, of something going on that's going to happen soon, I'm like, relax. You got this girl. You didn't get far for no reason. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, and 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 I'm glad you brought that up too. And th- I guess this is the last thing I'll say before we close out the episode, because you know we could talk forever about this, and, we could. and it's <laughs> and it literally like like I'm charged up, and I really do want to talk about this forever. <laughs> but 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 you know it, it, an important point that I want to emphasize too is when you say like when you project like I'm going to do this, say it with your chest, <laughs> like say it with your chest, but like. Also, you're, there's going to be so many people telling you, like, no, you're not going to. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember when I was 18 years old, 18 years old, and I first got to John Carroll, and I told everyone around me, I'm going to be president of Lhasa. And then I didn't get president of Lhasa. I got vice president. I lost that election. I'm not salty. But, <laughs> but <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, the fact, you know, uh, uh, the reason why I lost that election, you know, by a, a few votes it's because people around me, you know, that were much older, looked down to me and they said, no, nah, we didn't vote for you. And I said, why? He's like, well, honestly, I think you're just shitting us. Like, I just think you're full of shit. Like, I don't think you know what you're... And they use those words. And I said, they, they said, I don't, we really don't think that you know what you're talking about. And I said, okay. Okay, I see where, I th- okay, I see where you're coming from, but you're wrong. And so right. that it, it made me project what I wanted to do more. Like it fueled me. And, and I was just talking to my cousin about this the other day. And, you know, it, it, and he said, well, do you feel like you need to prove yourself to people? And I said, no, 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 no. It's not like that. I've already proven myself to myself. But the thing is, when people say negative things about me to me or do negative things to me or don't pay attention to me or anything like that. And it's like, OK. You have this idea of me. Well, that that idea of you is wrong. And for me to not let that affect me, I need to continue on doing what I'm doing. Like that, that's just, it's just what I have to do. And that's, it's something that's like, it's like a fire in me. Like, yeah. at least for me, it's like, oh, <laughs> you think I can't do it? Bet. And then it might be, yeah. like, you know, I'm fine. Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just like, that's my sign to do it, to go hard or go home. Mm-hmm. Like, if you tell me, nah, I don't think you should do that. Not, Oh really? Watch me do it. <laughs> I'm a dildo, right. so yeah, definitely yeah. So oh my gosh, we just had a wholesome, wholesome conversation about a lot yeah. of different things, and so you know, thank you so much for coming on the show. I feel like so many people can learn about what you just said and 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 feel really inspired about your story and, and your experience and stuff and and all of that. So I guess you know, closing things out. You know, I was telling you about these questions, so like. Uh, why did I just blank out? Okay, if you could say one last thing before we sign off for the show, what would that be? One last thing. If you like, if you did not hear anything else in this entire podcast, <laughs> it is to believe in yourself. That's all. Believe in yourself. Cool. Awesome. And then, do you have any shout outs? And how can we follow you on, on social media businesses? Uh, shout out. I'm going to shout out all of my support. All of you. You all keep going. And you do not understand how much and how grateful I am of your support. Um, and so as far as social media goes, I am Mayamoyana on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. Yeah. So it's cool. 
Yeah, M E L L A M O Y A N N A. And my t shirt business is Brown Sugar and Canela. Um, it's on Instagram, it's Brown Sugar and Canela. The, the website is Brown Sugar and It's actually on the Instagram. And then on Twitter, it's a B Sugar. But I don't Twitter. <laughs> Just go on Instagram. <laughs> cool. All right, so um, I will put all the links into the episode description, and so you can follow Yana on all of her channels, all of her social media handles, and you know definitely support her. You know, uh, buy some of her shirts, support her designs, read her blog, and all of that. Um, and again, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, thank you, and and, and and thank you so much for your time too, because I know it's been crazy playing in this thing, but. Uh, <laughs> Yeah. All right. And so um, for the rest of the listeners, you can follow um, the show on race, the number two to the finish on every single social media. Um, I'm still not done with this, this, this website. I haven't, haven't had the time. I just started a new job and I just been trying to keep up with people. So uh, yeah. And then um, you can still go ahead and email me. If you have any questions, go ahead and email me at Carlos at race, the number two, the finish dot live. And uh, if that doesn't give it away, that's what the website is. Um, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play Music, and I'm missing some of I'm sure of, but whatever. Oh, yeah, Facebook and YouTube. And, um, and yeah, and so if you don't have anything else, go ahead and join us next week, and uh, see you later, and bye-bye. Bye.